0: All right, how's it going, guys? So we have Tang Sinatra from the Discord group here. He usually doesn't come out on the podcasts, but I wanted to talk about... Um, he had a little little $500 challenge, ran it up to 8 k so we wanted to talk about that. And also how he's kind of switched his strategy from... You know, I would always talk about 20-day moving average, the six-month chart, and RSI and MACD, but he hasn't been using that. So if he wants to talk about that, he's going to go ahead now.
1: Yeah, um... I mean, for the longest time, I pretty much just traded using technicals, just using charts and stuff like that. And I had a pretty good success when it came to swing trading. I think I could find like pretty good entries and exits. But lately, the market has been pretty insane. As you guys know, if you're keeping up uh, day to day, and especially if you're day trading, you're going to see some wild moves and it's just too much action for the indicators to uh well to to give you a full picture of what's going on pretty much so um i kind of steered away from that and i've just been focusing on basic support and resistance levels historical support and resistance levels and um just pretty much studying price action and options pricing so just seeing how the bid ask spreads move throughout the day and throughout the week and um just pretty much how they have been priced before and what they are priced at at the moment and then just kind of trying to catch uh some quick swings here and there and uh i was able to catch uh at the beginning of the month it was most uh most of that 8k challenge of the money from that uh 500 to 8k challenge was from the early tech run at the beginning of the month i think it was like two weeks that we ran straight yeah and i was able to catch uh amazon tesla and it was just a couple of, like, a thousand percent moves. Um, But, yeah, it pretty much just came down to momentum and uh, price action. We just kept breaking uh, resistance levels and holding support every time.
0: Yeah, it had to be, like, I think the stock market or the tech market started falling, like, in February. So, it had to be, what, like, a month after that? A month and a half after that?
1: Because I know we were um, uh, I was uh, What do you mean?
0: I know I start. I stopped playing options in February Uh huh. because I was like, everything's just falling. Yeah. So, okay. So this had to be like, whenever the big name started running, right? Uh, well, no, that was actually end of March. Oh, okay. So when'd you start this? I, I, the,
1: the money was deposited into my account, like March 26th. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was, uh, (laughs)
0: like almost 20, 30 days ago. Yeah. Okay. Under a month. So would you rather trade that? Or would you rather trade the money flow, which is Gerald Peters' system, which is 20-day moving average and six-month chart? Uh, For options, I don't think that's the most uh, effective
1: way. Mm -hmm. But if you're trading stock and you don't care for looking or you don't have time to be looking at your screen all day, then money flow will be the most efficient uh, system because you can... Always find good good stocks for good prices, and then just
0: kind of buy and not worry about it for a while. So, whenever you trade, would you rather buy a stock that's down three percent on the day and has a decent chart, or would you rather trade a stock that's up three percent? So, down three percent or mm-hmm. up three percent? What's so your the call side? Yeah, like would you rather bottom? Um, well, bottom based, or based
1: on my well, it depends. Like if I'm going money
0: flow and I'm
1: holding for the next. I don't know, month or two months or Mm -hmm. if it's a swing trade or if it's an investment, then I mean, that doesn't matter. But if it's a swing trade, like money flow trading style, then yeah, I would go red because I I would buy on the red days because I'm probably going to be holding for a while. Mm -hmm. But if I am playing weeklies, I just want to play into strength and play momentum. So just pretty much what's moving. If something's already up 3%, uh, look at the levels, see if it's going to break resistance. And if it does, just kind of play the breakout and uh, see if it, if it has any continuation. But I think it's a lot harder to call the bottom on things okay. when they aren't moving.
0: Okay, so do you care more for news or price, or do you care more for like market leader, sector rotation? What is it? Uh, well, I mean, it all I think it all comes together. It
1: all works together. Like you see rotation, for example, we saw tech moving the past two weeks mm-hmm. and you saw all the reopening stocks kind of just flat, right? Yeah. So those are the names to play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like why would I be buying all the red um, all the red stocks, all the travel stocks? Why would I be buying that if I'm buying weeklies? They're not moving. Now, if I'm buying for the future and I want to hold for two weeks, then yeah, I'd be buying all the travel stocks that are down. Um, but... Yeah, for for this particular strategy that I've been using, um, it really doesn't matter what sector it is, um, as long as it's moving pretty much. Just the individual name is moving, or the ticker. Uh, The sector as a whole, I think has been, everything has been moving by sectors. Um, Like you see tech move all together. You see, for example, we recently had news on chips. So you see chips move all together. You see travel stocks move all together. You see, um, pretty much sectors just rallying all in in unison, and you just kind of pl- want to play that wave until it stops, and then find the next one.
0: Okay, so now, like people listening will not know who Sam Trader is, but Sam Trader is pretty much this guy that just trades options. Doesn't care for anything. He says that you should burn every book you have. That anything you've learned doesn't matter. They just look at price and options and that's it. All right. There's other people that say technical indicators matter. So there's very different traders all say their system is the best one. So what have you found? Like, cause we're kind of new to this. So I'm pretty sure that everything you would use at some point was kind of learned from someone else. So at this point, what are you using? Um, that is learned from someone else and what's something you've dropped that you don't think you'll use again or something like that? Well, my current
1: strategy, um, is pretty much from Sam trader, um, Mm -hmm. just kind of studying option movement and looking more at options, chains than charts or technicals more than anything, just looking at support resistance, uh, level two data. So just uh, buy and sell orders mm-hmm. and options change. So you can often catch, uh, I'm really just looking for premium, look, uh studying premium. And sometimes you can see premium spike, even though a stock isn't moving in price. Mm-hmm. And that's usually like a good indicator that a bigger move is coming. And there's just little tells that you'll be able to pick up over time. But um, I would say, I've been learning a lot from Sam's, uh, trading style Mm -hmm. in regards to like quick, uh, day or or just day trading in general, uh, mostly weeklies. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I've been trying to study a lot of people don't know who Sam Cursant is either. Yeah. Uh, jam Curson on Twitter. I've been trying to study a lot of his stuff. That's a little more complicated. Um, and it has a lot of uh, things that I still don't understand, but I've been trying to study his his methods. And a lot of that is just focused around Greeks mm-hmm. and it's Liquidity. all options at the end of yeah. the day. So um, I think what I would drop would be technicals to be honest, um, I, I still do use like the 20 day with Bollinger bands for the deviations, but yeah. um, I use VWAP, RSI, MACD, but I mean, like, they're just there. Like, I'm not trading off those indicators, but they do help.
0: Yeah. Well, for me, I feel like, because I use the money flow, right? But then I've been switching to just price. Like, like what Sam said once was like, look at where price stops. So that helps me because I can see, oh, okay, well, price stopped here. I don't know why, but I can assume it's because people either took profits or sellers came in heavy. or reacted badly so I've been looking at price but it kind of gave me like not an identity crisis but I kind of was like at some point like what what am I looking at because I know money flow but for options it's like you can't use money flow but then it's like hard to draw your own conclusions from a raw chart so for me it's like it's a it's a hard transition in a way going from like completely like okay six months you let you buy red um to oh you only trade options that expire maybe even tomorrow and then you have to buy it on the green day when it's already up like 10 percent, and then you take profits like minutes or an hour mm-hmm. or whatever so yeah it's a weird it's a weird game but i do think i do think it's possible to make better profits from it because if you would have asked me before or sometimes on the page i used to talk a lot about like oh day trading is for idiots or whatever mm-hmm. but and this is technically day trading not exactly because mm-hmm. it's not like you buy you buy stocks and like one percent a day but it is day trading yeah so what do you think do you think it's like what gerald says is oh it's better to just stick to the system like long-term system mm-hmm. or do you think it's better to be like now nah, like i'm an active trader more time in the market means better results in a way Uh,
1: I think it just comes down to your goals um, because Gerald is very passive in his approach Mm -hmm. so he has time and he's going to keep adding whether it dips for the next week or for the next month it doesn't matter to him because he's going to keep adding over time and you can't do that with options yeah so that's uh the biggest thing from from the money flow that I've learned because I would try to buy like You know like relatively safe options months out Mm -hmm. when i would see a good setup on money flow and oftentimes it was a fake out or we just trade sideways and it stays in stage one for a month and my option premium gets burned yeah so if you're playing stock and you don't care for the time and you just want to add and chill and have it build up over time and look at it when you're 20 uh, 20 years older then you know of course that's going to be an amazing approach like you're gonna get great results you're you're gonna win overall like long term 100 percent of the time Mm -hmm. but if you want to make money now uh there's better ways to do it in my opinion
0: yeah well that's true because gerald does say money flow is supposed to be a portfolio management strategy like you're just trading around your money which is true, because like sector rotation or whatever, you just over-allocate in, in some trades or underallocate in others. And that's what he's doing in a way. Pretty much. But um okay, would you rather like do you see yourself trading more passively and working? Or would you or do you see yourself trading options primarily, like actively trading all the time? Like let, let's say in a five-year time span. Um and and the reason I'm asking that is because yeah. if you tell me one or the other, then in a way that tells me like that your belief system is either, Oh, I think it's better to be an options active trader for me or -hmm. for yourself versus, you know, passive. Um, Yeah. Personally for my goals, I do
1: think, and I also enjoy it. um, Mm -hmm. Just day trading, like actively trading, uh, actively trading options. And um, I feel like there's still a lot to learn. And I just, I don't know. I like the, I like the game that that comes with it i just i enjoy it and for the foreseeable future i do see myself uh still doing this yeah maybe i I will change my mind later but as of now yeah i i do think um i will stick to actively trading
0: yeah mer the Mm hygienist twitter um he said that i asked them on twitter what's better like more passive or more active because they say Being a passive investor, or I mean, I believe as well that being a passive investor reduces the amount of errors you can make. Mm -hmm. So just letting it sit in a way reduces your risk of making mistakes. Right? So one more trade you take on, one more buy, one more sell order. Um, that's one more opportunity to mess up in a way. Yeah. So human error usually brings down portfolios and it ends up, um, underperforming the market just because of your own error. So, um, you're going with something that's like a lot harder, which is trading every day and making sure that your decisions outweigh the good decisions outweigh the bad decisions. And then, so I asked Merv, do you think it's better to be passive or active? And he said that the more active you are, the better your returns are going to be. So you think that's true? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I do think, um, well, the past, I want to say two months, I've been more studying more than trading.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, anybody who's active on the Discord listening um, will notice that I didn't send many plays like in the past two months. Granted, the yeah. market was kind of weird, but um, or at least for my uh, mentality at the time, I just couldn't figure it out. I couldn't see any like good setups, and I was losing money on like trades that I thought looked good, and then they just, <laughs> they would just turn around yeah. and backfire, and I was like just, I don't know, I was confused, and I and I, I felt like I needed to change something. But yeah. I had felt like that for a while. Like, I thought, like, there has to be a, a better way. There has to be a better way. And lately, I'm finally putting it all together. And, um, I mean, so far it's working. I'm not saying, I mean, that little run was lucky for sure. And I'm not saying I can do it all the time, but yeah. it's nice to see that it's possible. And uh, given the right setups, like, You can make a really, really, like substantial change in your in your account if you if you bet big and you're right. Bet big, be right. If if you have odds on your
0: side, take them. Yeah, yeah, like I'm still. I mean, I I guess maybe I'm where you're at two months ago, uh, or whatever. Like I'm more like I've been looking only at raw charts now. Yeah, and just like looking at it and seeing like why why did it stop here or like like looking at the news that day Mm -hmm. so i'm trying to see like why does stuff move and the only reason i do that is because like for example those options traders that actually just look at the premium look at the price and then they're able to take on trades that like just run i don't know 200 300 versus you know i used to signal like oh um this stock just broke 20 day moving average and then Buy a call, and then like yeah, like you said, like premium just dies or whatever, mm-hmm. has no momentum. So, would you recommend that people look at a raw chart, or would you recommend that? Because we used to always give the tip trade stocks before you trade options. Yeah, and um, I don't, these, I don't agree with that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Because like the only reason I would say that is because I was like, oh, you money flow stocks, and then you money flow mm-hmm. options now i think well Well, in a way
1: in a way yes because you do have to understand the way stocks move Mm, yeah just price wise like in general just in general like just have a basic idea you can't just jump into options Mm -hmm. which is point two i would recommend you not look at raw charts but understand like fully fully understand options and study options study greeks yeah study movement and basically study everything that comes with options how they move Mm -hmm. how they are priced and um i think that would be the most efficient thing for people to learn because a lot of a lot of um the people out there trading options i feel like don't even understand why things happen like they don't understand iv crush they don't understand delta theta iv Mm -hmm. like it's just oh why did it die yeah like oh the stock's up why is my call down yeah And, um, I think that's, uh, one of the biggest issues for most people when they lose money in options Mm -hmm. is because they just don't understand what they're buying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Like, let's say when you get a personal coach in the gym, they tell you, all right, this is going to be your routine. You're going to do this for six months or whatever. What would you, what roadmap would you give someone that says, Hey, I don't know anything about stocks. Like I have no clue. Yeah like how do i give me a 6 month roadmap is what they tell you like what would you tell them like oh wake up every day do this or if they want to trade options not say want to trade options
1: um if you have the time to be at your screen all day mm-hmm. um you get on your computer at least an hour or on your screen at least an hour before market opens mm-hmm. whatever time that is for you here it's 8:30 so 7:30 you should be on your screen and um just have a watch list, have a watch list set up, look through it, look at stocks that move and, uh, focus only on those. Um, there's a lot of, if you want to trade options, you have to focus on stocks that move. Um, so you're not because what is it like 95% or 99% of options, Options. contracts expire worthless. Yeah. Right. So odds are it's going to expire worthless. So why would you bet, money on something that's going to give you a 20% return with 100% risk every single time. Um, You know, so just find things that are really moving. And usually you can tell pre-market what's going on and um, you can catch some nice things, but I would, I would uh, recommend everybody to just study um, historical as a daily routine. Just if, if you like a stock, create a uh, watch list with the best, with your favorite stocks, and uh start plotting historical support and resistance lines go back to okay we ran from here to here and we stopped at this price why did we stop there okay how many times have we done this in the past week in the past month in the past year cool so this is a key level now if i'm watching a pre-market and i'm like oh look it's running if it breaks above this with volume it's going so i'm gonna buy an option yeah
0: it's kind of like a video game i would say like like i'm pretty good at pattern recognition and other stuff like in writing essays or stuff like that or math yeah. i'll just be like oh well i'm not good at math but um in some cases i'll be like oh well, it's the same thing like you just switch this out and this right. so like when you look at stocks sometimes you can just be like oh well it ran 38% and then it stopped or it ran half of the price that it was at more and then it stopped so like right now it's doing the same like it's all patterns mm-hmm. in my opinion and it doesn't have to be moving averages but Like you can look at, let's say something has earnings, you look at every single earnings and let's say it's gone up every single time Then it's like, it's a good bet. Well, like a good example would be Netflix. They had earnings recently, Mm -hmm. they beat
1: down massive, Mm -hmm. right? But um, the past couple of times Netflix had earnings or any sort of good news, they'll go up 50 points in a day and over the next week, they give it all back. Yeah. So they'll they'll have
0: one massive green day. They'll trap all the bulls, and then the rest of the week just that's, grind out. I do remember up that happened last time because I know someone in the group bought a like six hundred Netflix call. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh shit!" I think it had good earnings though. If I'm not mistaken, it was like, "Oh, he he's banking," and then we checked, and it was like, "Down, down, zoom,
1: zoom." Same thing. Terrible. It's it's yeah, and that's the thing. Like those are some some things that you have to keep in mind and when trading options that's like super crucial so i don't even know what what would you consider those kinds of studies like what would you label that as what like looking at earnings or like just random shit like that yeah like just like random reactions off like Mm. like netflix for example that like netflix every time it has good news and opens up 50 points it gives it all back over the next week like it never uh keeps going like it never has continuation or zoom or like stuff like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it, but I would call it sentiment because if Netflix is strong and it has bad earnings, it's going up. If it's strong, if people want to buy it, they're going to buy it. Yeah. So like selling on good, like it didn't matter if earnings were good or bad. In my opinion, it mattered where people going to sell it off or not. Mm-hmm. Cause if it has bad earnings, like socks can go up on bad or good earnings. Like it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. Um, so obviously there no, it doesn't matter in a way because like subscriber count or stuff like that. Like sometimes it's always like, Oh, a subscriber count is up. Like Netflix is up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would say it's just like historical. I don't know. Just,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't know what you would call that data, but if you're <laughs> able to study that, um, looking at raw charts and then just kind of plot some levels for yourself. Yeah. Say if it breaks above this or this, um, it's going to dump or it's going to fly one way or another. And then just kind of, uh, player options like that. And because weekly options move so fast, Mm -hmm. you can catch some very, very nice swings.
0: Yeah. Like for example, how we were seeing, um, rotation into smaller cups, Mm -hmm. like one thing I noticed was if you look at Jumia and Palantir, it's the same chart as Neo. Yeah. It's just like logarithmic chart. Um the the amount of percentage points or whatever it moves is very very similar so they all topped like they all topped very similar days etc now neo was having some green days when jumia and palantir were kind of flat mm-hmm. so it was showing strength and so i was like oh like there's a little bit of a pattern but then the reason i played neo was because it had a catalyst like it had for one there's a the ev credits from biden mm-hmm. um there's a the chinese rotation and the smaller cups so Jumi and palantir only fell into one of those categories the smaller cup but it didn't it was the ev and the chinese so you play neo in that case for example you like i'm pretty sure you did that at some point where like you noticed the pattern but one of them was better i don't know if you did it maybe with like snow or tesla yeah i think it might have been um yeah i i think it might have been both to be honest i was playing
1: both at the same time.
0: Yeah, cuz like you'll see some strong names or you'll see a rotation into something but then one of them is stronger. Mm-hmm. or it holds up better on red days, so you play that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um I mean that's why I'm holding IWM right now. Everything kind of took a shit off those Biden news. I IWM looks decent. Um and I think some, yeah. I don't know. I like to play but um yeah, it's 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 hard because I have been changing my perspective on everything. So it's kind of uh, difficult to even explain my strategy at the moment
0: because the thought process is kind of all over the place. Yeah. I mean, that's true. It's pretty early on too because like we started with what um, like just stock since 2019, late 2019. When we would mm-hmm. just trade like, oh, like Roku's undervalued at two hundred twenty, and you mm-hmm. bought some or whatever. And uh, then, yeah. Oh, it's two sixty, bro. I, I should. Uh, yeah. Roku, yeah, two
1: twenty.
0: Yeah. That... Just. Yeah. Yeah. Like thirty dollar profits. Yeah. Just... Which isn't bad, but like at this point, I'd rather own stocks than trade them. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like I have, s- I had Square topped out. Yeah. I was like, why would I trim Square, like when I can hold three years and just watch it hit four hundred or. Well, like F U T U hit like 160. But well, because you were doing money flow, yeah. But I mean, at this point, I'd rather hold to be honest when it's going to hit. I mean, the thing about money flow is that you need money to keep
1: adding, you yeah, need to keep adding money over time. Like every week, you have to be depositing part of your check, and that goes to more and
0: add more and add more every single time. All right. Well, here's a. Okay. Here's the last question we're going to discuss. How would you recommend someone starts options trading? Like, I'm sure, I don't know if Santi's listening to this, but Santi's an analyst on the page and he wants to get into options trading. Yeah. So, how would you recommend him um, managing his amounts? Because options trading, you can get burnt pretty easily Mm -hmm. and it's learning money. Like, at first, it's you're probably going to lose a lot of your account or you're going to run one down to like 200 bucks. Yeah. Okay. So, how would you recommend that someone doesn't? like like what's a good starting amount like let's say you had for example one hundred thousand dollars right now would you trade with 100k or if you had 300k would you trade with that or um no now okay how much would. would you give yourself five months ago what do you mean like you know what you know right now how much would you give yourself five months ago like oh here's to my old self here how much oh, money to my old self yeah how much money would you go into trade and In- a thousand most most 500 too little too little uh well no i mean it's not too
1: little i would say two between one and two thousand i think that's a good amount Mm. because it gives you enough leeway to like be wrong but if you're wrong you can take the other side of the trade if things are going the other way and you have Mm -hmm. enough to like like make up for your losses and uh take different positions but yeah. 500 is not nearly enough. Um, like you have to be to a thousand. You can for sure do it, but you have to be a little careful. Um, I mean, anything under 5k, I think you have to be very careful. Um, I wouldn't buy anything realistically, like over what 300 if I have a 5k account. Yeah, even that. with a 5k account, I would keep it under I'm pretty conservative. Yeah, with a 5k account, I'd keep uh, my positions under 300 Mm -hmm. and maybe two positions at a time. Like I wouldn't trade more than
0: that. Yeah. Yeah, with even with 5k, I would be like, nah, fuck that. Like letting a $300 option go to zero. I mean, if if you've been consistent, then yeah, it's a little easier to say. But if I'm just saying like, eh, I don't know, like I'm gonna let this run till Friday. Mm Nah, I wouldn't play 300, but if I was just starting out, I would try to play 150 or less if I had 5k. If I had like 2k, I would pr- probably run like $50 options, honestly. 60, 70. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, they all work. They all work as long as as long as you catch the move, you're good to go like it really, you don't really
0: need to buy expensive or in the money options yeah. to make money. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably going to conclude it. I'm pretty sure we went over almost everything options related. Yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah,
1: just uh, to recap, I would just say, if you really want to get into options, um, study Greeks. Make sure you fully understand them. Learn price action, so just uh, support and resistance and Um, Yeah, just study historical charts along with um, options chains and
0: you should get a pretty good perspective. Do you want to call it crystal ball play right here? See, like we'll reference it back next Friday. A crystal ball play? Um, Well,
1: I'm just going to stick to my IWM for next week. I called it out earlier on Discord. Um, I think it's a two... 26 for next week and i paid 2.5 for it so um holy shit it's down huge never mind <laughs> all right well yeah i'll stick to that play it's down 35 percent, but i think into next week it rips um either that or my